Welcome to Little John's, the sister podcast of En Route. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. Well, this is part two of what really happened to Sears. For over a century, Sears was one of the nation's leading retailers. Back in the 1920s, you could literally buy a house from Sears. Post-war years saw Sears booming as it moved into malls across America. Kmart started in 1962, and that was the same year that two other large discount retailers, Target and Walmart, also started their business. Throughout the 70s and 80s, Kmart was the go-to place for finding things at a good price, and shoppers were always on the lookout for their famous blue light specials. Over the last decade, hundreds of of their stores were closed, and now these two chains are basically defunct. The common story is that Sears and Kmart didn't keep up with the times, and the cause of all of this is the rise of Amazon. Now, the online retail behemoth does have a role in the demise of Sears and Kmart, but it's only a small role. Actually, the reason that these two brands have vanished from the American retail scene is really because of one man, the one-time CEO of Sears Holdings, Eddie Lampert. This is the second part of a two-part episode where we will hear from retail analyst Warren Schulberg, who has followed Lampert and what he did to Sears. Schulberg is a longtime expert in all things retail, and he is the right person to talk about what really happened to Sears. Now, this is part of a larger interview I did with Schulberg um, on retail in general, and that will show up in a few days. But it's important to hear this story about Sears, because it is a story about one retailer and what its downfall says about American retail and American society in general. So now let's hear from part two with Warren Schulberg. Yeah, I, I think because I followed this story as well, over the years. And the question I always keep having is why didn't, was anyone able to stop it? Or, or was this a case that everyone basically was in favor of it? They knew that they were going to get something out of it, some money. And so they just kind of let it happen. Um, well, again, Lampert controlled the board of directors and the board of directors uh, basically rubber stamped his plans. And uh, the uh, shareholders were making money. You know, the Sears stock in the uh, first half of the first decade of the 2000s was, was a great stock to have. It, and, and a lot of people made a lot of money on it. And, and the decline started uh, uh, later on in the second decade of the, two, of the 2000s. Uh, um, but as long as people were making money, that was okay. And they weren't doing anything illegal. Um, you know, I don't want to uh, say anything like that. All of this was perfectly legal. Um, and um, as the owners of the company, they could they could do what they wanted. And, and um, um, you know, I think the the misunderstanding is anybody who bought into the fact that that the all of this, uh, uh, all of these things were for the benefit of the retail business. Uh, I, I, I think that's the flaw is that they were for the benefit of the of the investors and the owners. And uh, they were to the detriment of ongoing retail businesses. And, 
Lampert tried to uh, to sell this. Uh, he's a very charming, compelling guy. I I spent a half hour with him once, and uh, and he um, he was amazingly compelling in in trying to convince me why all these things were good. And this was a long time ago. And, um, you know, if you, you came out of it and said, yeah, okay, I, I believe in this guy. And, um, but, you know, it turns out he just had a different mission. And again, perfectly legal, uh, well within his rights as the owner of the company to do. Um, and a brilliant strategy if if your strategy is to is to make money. A while back, I wrote an article, um, kind of actually comparing Eddie Lampert with um, former President Trump, uh-huh. and talking about that they were both good at BS, um, of kind of spinning a story that was believable, but wasn't true i mean they were they were saying one thing and actually doing another but but what they were saying was so compelling that you wanted to to believe them to trust them and i'm just wondering is that did you see any connection there or yeah i certainly wouldn't argue with that uh you know they're both very good both very good um showmen and uh you know uh Trump convinced uh, 75 million Americans that he was the he was the best choice. So he's he's really good at what he does. Uh, um, and and um, uh, Lampert is uh, is um, is 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 very good at what he does. And he's been, uh, you know, anytime anybody was trying to to stop him or, or fight him, he was steps ahead of them and, uh, and uh, had it figured out two years down the road. So the, uh, the, they're both very good. Um, you know, so, um, and you know, the, the, the link between the two of them is that uh, uh, Trump's um, was his secretary of commerce, uh, Steve Mnuchin mm-hmm. commerce uh, uh, treasury. Tre- treasury. Treasury. I'm sorry. Secretary. Yep was on the Sears board for a number of years and, and went to college with Lampert. So, uh, uh, you know, I'm not saying that there's uh, that there was any tie in beyond that, but it's just an interesting little quirk of, uh, of history. One of the other questions that I have with the role of the media in this, yeah. uh, you know, there, there were stories actually about what was going on. If you read a few, I saw something like the Washington post or CNBC or something um, I think some of the local Chicago um, media, since that's where Sirius was based. But in general, you didn't hear a whole lot about this story in the media, about what was really happening. And I've always wondered why, because it seems like the the story that you would hear from the, the general story you would hear from the media is that simply Sears didn't keep up with the times. Yeah. That wasn't the whole story. And, and why do you think that the media in general didn't pick up what was going on with Eddie Lampert? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, up until the last couple of years, you're absolutely right. Uh, the uh, he did a great job in getting in getting great press for what he was doing, and the the business press uh, bought into it and uh, did not question it. And and even when things started to decline, and he was blaming Amazon, uh, they bought into that too. But you know, you think about it. Uh, 
Sears began life as a direct-to-consumer catalog business, and mm -hmm. they were in existence, I don't know, 25 years before they opened their first store. So they had the, the, the model in place to, to continue, you know, to, to transition it from a print catalog to an online business. And instead they shut the catalog down and, uh, you know, uh, I, I look at Penny, Penny did the same thing that they, you know, so Sears wasn't the only one. Uh, Penny had a great heritage of, of selling direct to consumer. And it's a, uh, it's a tragedy that they, weren't able to transition that. Uh, compare that to again, uh, and I know I've gotten off tangent on, and I'll come back to you in a second. Um, compare that to uh, who I mentioned before, William Sonoma, which which also had a, a heritage of selling direct through their catalog, and they were smart enough to to transition that to 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 selling online, and and, and they were brilliant at it, and they still are. Uh, Sears and uh, and Pennies were not so the business press. I think just um, and the general press just did not did not do their homework, and uh, it's disappointing as a as a member of the press. I uh, I uh, you know it's not uh, it's not our finest moment. Um, you know I I, I <laughs> will sound self serving, but but. Um, I I have uh, been um, uh, I think I've been able to see through the the Sears Kmart thing for a very long time and uh, mm -hmm. and it infuriated me when other media um, continued to you know to drink the Kool Aid and and to buy what he was what he was doing so I don't know I don't know what the answer is except they just didn't do their homework. What do you think is the result going to be the result in? retail of the loss of these two retailers and and what Lampert was able to do. So, you know, first off, um, the Sears and Kmart names are going to live on in one form or another. Uh, when uh, the current company eventually goes out of business, somebody will buy the Kmart name and they'll resurrect it in some form and somebody somebody will buy Sears name and resurrect it in some form. So those brands are, are going to stick around. Uh, as retail businesses, they they're they're already gone. You know, they're with so few stores left, they're they're just not a factor at all. And they haven't been for two or three years. So um, so the damage is already done. You know, there's no more market share to to divide up. Uh, who's ever who's ever already taken it? Who's ever whoever was going to take it has already taken it. So, so certainly, um, uh, Walmart and Target got a big chunk of it. Coles uh, uh, got some of it. Um, um, the dollar stores got some of it. Uh, um, um, so. Um, yeah, the impacts already has already happened, and I don't think when they go out with the final whimper, uh, no one's even going to notice, <laughs> you know. But they will be sad stories about about the demise of these guys, and uh, you know they've been dead for years, just no one's had the heart to tell them. <laughs> so when you say that the the and and I, I do agree, I think the brands will survive in some form. Do you think that would be restarting the business or doing 
like well, you know Montgomery Ward, which it has a someone bought the name and has a website and all of that. Yeah, it'll probably be the Montgomery Ward model, and that's and that's who I was going to cite. Also, just uh, it'll be an online business. You know, they'll talk about opening stores. You know, you look at 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 Toys R Us, and somebody somebody bought the intellectual properties and and said they were going to start online and they were going to open stores, and they did open. I think three stores. And and um, they were very different model, and uh, whether they would have worked or not, we don't know because they they went under during the pandemic. Um, but somebody will buy them. They'll talk about stores. I if the stores open, I'll be shocked. Um, and they'll be online businesses. Um, you know, there's still a Sears hometown operation, which. Uh, also, uh, Eddie Lampert now owns, uh, and they have a couple of hundred stores, and these are kind of franchises. Uh, they're an um, odd mix of stuff, and they they sell lawnmowers and appliances and and um, uh, some other odds and ends and repair stuff. Um, you know, they'll stick around for a while. Uh, Sears Auto, I think, uh, still has some viability somebody will somebody will buy that i'm I've been shocked he has not been able to sell that so far um but i think so we'll see sears auto stores and um kmart probably not you know probably as an online business uh, um but don't be surprised if if, if somebody uh, starts opening uh dollar format stores under the kmart name i mean that's that's the, uh, the the scenario I see as as if anything is going to work, it's going to be something like that. But big hundred thousand square foot stores, no. Well, I am extremely thankful for Warren for sharing this important story of what really happened to Sears, and I hope that you enjoyed both part one and part two. I want to thank you for listening. Please leave a rating or a review on your podcast app. You can learn more about Little Jaunts and the main podcast, Enroute, by going to our website at enroutepodcast.org. That's it for this episode. I'm Dennis Sanders, your host. Take care and Godspeed.